Yo. You okay? So we got everybody. Um, giving it up to uh, Joe. Take it off. All right. You know what I'm saying? Once again, here we are. Got to see you, brothers. Positive black man. Where each one teach one. Black man, black man, shake my hand. Black man, black man, shake my hand. Positive black man. Where all men are welcome. So you know, we already got everybody. The well knowns here. Myself, along with Justin and Sean. Today we have a special guest. Uh, Mr. Malik Jallo. Uh, this brother's a very good brother, you know what I'm saying? Positive brother at that. Uh, very active in, in anything he's doing, very active with his family, his kids. Um, I love his energy, I love everything he's about. Um, definitely always this man is finding is finding ways for the black man to be more positive, health-wise, mental health-wise, and also family-wise. Uh, so Mr. Jallo, uh, if you would please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. I appreciate that uh, that warm welcome and introduction, Joe. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about you. A little, just a little, little, little bit about you. Well, all right. So, um, um, first of all, I start off by saying I'm African. I'm from Sierra Leone. Um, been in America since uh, I was one years old. So, that's. Um, <clears throat> I'm a family man, like Joe said. Um, my wife and I have been together, oh man, so many years. 15 years. Wow. Years. What's the secret? What's the secret? Um, patience, understanding, teamwork, you know, just and um just understanding that you got uh, forgiveness. Understanding that you're gonna make mistakes, but um, you know, let trying to ask, understand. Let me ask why. you this. How how many times a week you apologize? Oh man. Hey man, I don't know. I gotta set down my pride a lot. I understand that man. I'm probably like ten times a week, my brother. I am Yeah. But uh, you know, it's both ways, you know, you can't always be the one to say I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, as long as y'all talk about it and find uh, middle ground and understanding that's all that it is. We got four beautiful kids, two boys, two girls. Um yeah, man, can't can't ask for anything more. The only thing I ask for is like everybody else, and the main purpose of this this podcast is um is equality for the next generation. You know, um, it was never I've never seen it anywhere close to how our ancestors or um, our mothers, fathers, grandparents, uncles, those who are older than our elderly have seen it, but we have experienced it. You know, and um, I do think. I do think uh, the experience that has come from it because I feel like we've moved from blatant racism to biased and now we understand you know now we see that it's just privilege Um, now is there still blatant racism there is like what we saw at the Capitol Mm -hmm. you know I would I would argue that a lot of that was just privilege because as we know black people couldn't storm the Capitol (laughs) hell no come out alive but um, I, I appreciate all, all, um, all three of y'all brothers for allowing me to be on here with you all and, um, you know, to join in on this podcast and, and to find understanding and, and find better ways for us all to come together and, and move this movement forward. Mr. Jallo, anything else about yourself? Like what, uh, what, what have you oh. done in the past couple of years? Anything you're a part of now? Like, uh, you know, like, like work-wise, like what, 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 do, you, what do you do? Um, not to make this about me, um, but you know, so we can move forward. But I am a veteran, eight years Navy. Uh, I'm sorry, nine years active duty Navy, and then I did one year reserve. Um, me and Joe met through afterwards. I got into a program, um, for to become a contract specialist through the VA, and uh, that's where I this 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 great guy named Joe right here, <laughs> and um, I understand that. My hope soon soon to be new friends, Sean and Justin, are both also through that same program, you know. So we all we all have um similar background. But I'm in that second year of the AIP now. Congratulations to again to Justin and Sean. They just graduated um, from the program. They officially 1102 contract specialists. I'm trying to be like y'all. Indeed. Appreciate nah, it. Nah, man, you're doing it. In- you, yeah, you're definitely doing your thing. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. 
Appreciate support. Hey, my main thing is congratulate on that 15 years of marriage, man. That's a blessing. I know. <laughs> That's a blessing. So what are we talking about today, uh, Joe, man? So today, Take it for us. Today, you know, here we are. We're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, equality. Not just equality, but the way we fight for equality and spread equality amongst each other. And when you say each other, you mean black people, because I know we discussed this earlier and we mentioned minorities. Could you break right. that down? So minority, anyone who comes into America, right, that is not a white American, you're, you're part of the minority group. Meaning, it doesn't matter if uh, if you're black and you're from Africa and you're you're Russian. You come to America, you are a minority. You fall in that minority group. Now, if I'm Russian, the only thing you would see about me is my skin. Right, that's it. Maybe accent until I until I until I speak then you but but once you see me you'll see you'll see hey you can see a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I could be a white man with blonde hair blue eyes but you don't know my name you don't know my religion you don't know where I'm from until I speak and if I speak with an accent then hey but if I don't speak with an accent you might say okay well, you're American so I tell you no I'm Russian but however you fall into that minority group a lot of what we have in minority we have a lot of Caribbean people, African people, people from uh, the Middle East, Asian people, and it doesn't matter. We all fall in that minority group, but when you hear the word minority in America, you think of Black and Hispanic, and that's it. And with this fight for equality we have going on, it's black and Hispanic we need equality now I would also say Middle Eastern people need equality too right uh, Asian people need equality too right um, you know Russians need equality too we all we all we all need equality but it's just it seems as if it's just black and Hispanics fighting for equality and also also when you're an immigrant it's you you an immigrant receive a lot of negativity coming into this country too so my family comes from antigua and when we got here it was a lot of discrimination against us by the hands not uh, of of the people in our community which the black americans because we're not from, you know, we our family migrated here. So having to fight other black people to belong and then having to fight the racism and the bias as well, it's a it it is a struggle. And it's uh it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. And uh I know Malik wanted to talk about that because he believes in the, it should be Black Lives Matter too, and the two part is for the rest of the minorities that are in America. And he's going to ex- elaborate on that a lot more. Why he says that? So, and me- one thing I also wanted to add too is when you say minorities, like now we're in a different age where the minority is what transgender. The minority is what gay, you know. The minority is um, somebody who may not want to disclose what their true gender is. So you got to think about how the word minority is start that has many meanings now. It's not just demographic anymore. It's about sex. So right, you got to put it in full contents for people. You know, right. when you say equality, we came over here four hundred years ago. Well, plus four hundred plus years ago. 
and we were slaves. So think about how we are just now actually starting to see what true equality is because why we have what everything that's happening in the world today. And you know, so I don't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to put in contents for people. No, also, it, uh, and that's 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 good as well because you're right. You're right. The you know, equality, you know, is hard for uh, the the LGBTQ community as well. You know, and that involves transgenders and uh, you know, same sex and everything like that. Everything, everything to that nature. Absolutely. And um. <clears throat> A a weird thing about that is to see a transgender or anyone part of the LGBTQ community be racist. It's weird, but it exists. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, man, let's hear let's hear what Malik got to say about it, man. Let's let's get uh, let's hear what Malik has to say though. Yeah. So I'm glad that you actually pointed that out. The different variations of minorities right mm-hmm. outside of just ethnicity it does come in the form of uh sex it does come in the form of your type of sexuality things of that nature i'm glad you started off like that because i want to start off by saying um the division that the word minority in itself should go away mm-hmm. why because it's no different from um a special needs person right they're taught that we're, we're the, the society is told that special needs person is not normal, right? However, that person is really normal. We won't even go to the depths of how normal they are. It, 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 you know, in their mind, it was just like us. Just the outward output of what they're trying to express doesn't come off the way that we normally would, right? But the point of what I'm saying is they're putting a category, and that category is called special, right? Minority is no different from the same from that category. We're still being called special. And we're not calling each other special. We've just been programmed to call each other special by using that word minority. We've allowed wealthy individuals that run our country to make that category and to make it a real, a, a, real uh, a reality. So when Joe first started off, Joe said that minorities are um, people from that, that come from different countries that come to America, right? Special people. Um, I also want to point out that my that it's for me it's not just immigrants that came from other countries. Minority also in this country can be a white person. Yes, because you got the Native Americans who was here first. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean we'll even take it to the actual white Caucasian though, right? Right. Because what they're what the wealth the wealthy people are actually saying is it's anybody that's different from them. So remember, they got a whole society that makes that wealth. It's not just the money and the network behind it. It's the way that they carry themselves. It's the way that the people that are that are that are part of that society that have given that have been given not that they're part of that society carry themselves, etiquette, things of that nature, right? So you can have I'll put it this way: you can have a rich person. Let's call them um, let's call them the the, uh, the Johnsons, right? The wealthy Johnsons. And they got cousins that are that are the butlers, right? And the butlers don't come from wealth. Um, you know, they 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 trailer park. That's good. We go there. They 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 live in a trailer park, right? Now the Johnsons, they will do whatever they can to disassociate themselves from the butlers. They don't want anybody to know that they got that type of family because when I have a dinner party with the with other wealthy people and my cousins come in. They're not gonna represent me the way that I want to be represented because they're different. Mm. Again, they're the minority. So that's why I say minority, just like you guys said, minorities come in all shapes, size, and colors, but it's not just the black, black, brown, um, black, brown. It can also be white. The problem that we have in our in our country when it comes to equality is just strictly wealth. It's the wealthy people want to control the the economy. And keep it the way that it is because they 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 rule off of us depending upon them and they'll do anything to vision amongst the minorities the special um so that they don't come together because it's more of us and there's strength in numbers more of us than it is them and they know that we're just around the corner from tipping the scale so um, justin did you have did you have any input i was about to say the same well the same thing when we said that 
minorities can be anybody. It just how the power shifts. Yep. When it comes to um, on who's on the top of the scale or who's on the lower part of the scale. Right. So my next question would, and this is for anybody, like how would we break that barrier? And when I mean we, I mean black people specifically. Because that's who I'm for. You know, I know you said, you know, black lives matter too, but I feel like if black lives matter, essentially all lives will matter. Right. And that's, and and that's, that's what I always, me and Joe had this conversation two weeks ago and that was my main standpoint. The same thing that you just said, black lives matter, um, but all lives matter, you know, and, and, the and, and what I told to what I told to him and I told you uh, to you all earlier when I spoke to you was when a person like me says that it get mis it gets misconstrued because when a white person who isn't for that has put that out before they've used it just to leverage it coming back to saying that well white cops shouldn't be killed either and things of that nature where they're just swaying the whole conversation where the real conversation is really that everybody's lives matter in this country and in this world. So the way, you're, to your question, when you said, what should we do to tip the scale or oh. to make it more cool, make it more equal, I think that we have to have more inclusion. That's where it starts. You know, and, and that name, Black Lives Matter, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just one second, give me one second. The, 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 you know, the, the, the term or the slogan, Black Lives Matter, it should have some type of inclusion in it. It should say, I, um, you know, all lives matter too, you know, or black lives matter too. Uh, I don't know. So we're letting people know that like, you know, your struggles are struggling, our struggle is your struggle because when it comes to immigration, the people that are heavily affected by immigration uh, in the late 60s during the Trump administration were Spanish people, right? And I've heard a lot of Spanish, the, the, you know, I've, I, my wife told me that Spanish people don't view black people the same way we view, we, we, we view them. They look down on us. I've never seen that personally in my life. Every Spanish person that I've been friends with generally are, are you know, generally hold me as, as a, a good friend. Now, I have seen a little bit of a dis- division lately where it was like, you know, y'all want us to fight for y'all, but y'all weren't there to fight for us. And you guys excluded yourselves because it didn't affect you, right? And for me, I understand that because I'm African. Um, I grew up in America since I was one years old, but I'm African and I, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, I've had family members that have been deported, but they did nothing wrong. They never had no felony, worked a nine to five, it's two, three of those just to survive and to feed their family. Kids gone through school, but because their paper wasn't paperwork wasn't right, they've had you know they had to get deported. Now, I I argue the same thing a Spanish person might argue. Where was black people when, you know, when your neighbor who was your best friend like me, you know, my family member was getting deported, and I was on the front line saying, you know, this is not right. Things need to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's why I say it has to be more inclusion, because if we them they'll be there for us but wealthy people are so so they're so stuck on dividing us and where we don't see the big picture that we focus on the small picture as you know they weren't there for us so it's all it's, it's nothing but us forget them and we need each other because it's strength in numbers we all need each other to fight that battle because at the end of the day we fight money and when we put our money together mm-hmm. we outnumber their their billions but when we're fighting individually it's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. Most of us don't even make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So how's that possible? But you put your hundred together. I put my hundred together. That's two. You know, just to put his. That's three. Joe put his. That's four. We keep it going. Before we know, we got way more than you know them. And and, and the reason why it matters is because they're the ones who who make legislation. You know what I'm saying? Because the money, the money's not everything. You could be wealthy and have absolutely no power, but if you're wealthy and you have a network that brings you into that network, now you have some type of influence. Once you get the influence, then you get the power. Once you get the power, then you can ch- you and your people can change things and sway it in the direction that you needed to. And that's what big business does in this country. They say that the economy is run by them. They feed us. Who's so who, in order who's for big, big happen, who's big business? Excuse me. Big big businesses. 
all all the major corporations in this company and this country that does business overseas that 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 we would say like an amazon right that 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 um apple the amazons the 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 the, um all the big companies in 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 our country that they like definitely have wealthy ceos the top one percenters you know they they're all connected they're not they may make it seem like they're not friends and that they're competing they know each other very well and they are friends and they have to be friends because oh yeah they're on a golf course together oh they're on a golf course together (laughs) and they're talking chess you know mm-hmm. they're talking chess about how you know hey i'm trying to do business in this country but uh you know we got to get the president on board for diplomacy for la you know and, and it's crazy because actually i take that back because the president calls them because they do the president favorites they do the politicians favorites because they do business in those countries they know the sheets they know the king they know the yeah, the presidents of those countries instead of for, for yeah they they, they fund the campaigns when they're yeah. running for elections there we go so if i if i'm helping you right and i'm doing i'm doing you a big big service you need to pass that bill for me cool there we go now we're talking right yeah. but yeah. see we're not included in that and that's why i say we are the special people that are different but we're not included in that we see the after effects rather it be positive or negative but and that's a fact man that's yeah a fact. and i apologize i'm good i'll let y'all speak i, I want to see i want to hear what y'all got to say towards hey. that <laughs> <laughs> hey you said it all you said it all what you saying man makes perfect sense and um i don't know if you saw that documentary i think it was called 13 uh on netflix is that the name of it am i, I right seen it. i haven't seen it yet and it basically kind of summarizes what you talked about, but it more so goes in how black people were oppressed from the time from slavery up until now, from where we were slaves and then we were freed and then we were supposed to get our 40 acres and a mule, but yet we, could, we couldn't even do that. And now we were looking for jobs, but what they do, they started arresting us. And then, they, and it's like, they started taking away our rights. Well, we never had rights, first of all. So, it's like we're still fighting this battle and now we're being systematically oppressed we're being killed in the streets so it's like i hear what you're saying as far as like yo we need to get on this wealth um discussion but it's like we're fighting just to be treated as equal people you know we don't like it for me it's 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 about money because you know money can change lives but more importantly it's about equality and it's about education because those two is what's really going to affect the generation that's coming up behind us you know what i'm saying like i want to like we all like me justin have kids you have four kids so i feel like discussions like this is what needs to be had in the classroom what needs to be had uh in the houses especially um black and brown kids you know what i'm saying and um you know i'm gonna I'm leave it at that you know what i'm saying but i could go on and on <laughs> yeah well uh yeah uh really quick malik man um that was a, was a really good explanation you know but uh i would say this with the with the two thing and i told you the way i feel about it is i feel like anyone who isn't affected by what's going on that's a minority and know they're a minority and looks at the fight for equality and say well it doesn't have anything to do with me and they live in those 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 uh those nice neighborhoods and all of their neighbors are white and it's fine it's great know cool you live in those nice upscale neighborhoods when all of your neighbors are sitting there are you not involving yourself with equality because your neighbors aren't saying anything or are you just not saying anything because you don't want to say anything but you do feel the kind of way so you face that dynamic now let's just say you don't feel the kind of way right and you're you're exempt you're exempting yourself from everything but then with all of the struggle and all of the strife and everything that's going on right now and that 
fight for equality is pushed. Hey, this needs to happen. Will your neighbors still look at you the same? Will they look at you like, why are you getting all these special privileges? Why will you be targeted? Would you then understand, hey, what I turn my back on is now affecting me because my neighbors feel a kind of way. Like, when will things like that happen? Man, you know, forget I, forget them. I have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have nothing against people who move out of the ghetto, right? You move out of the hood, I have nothing against that. You move to upscale neighborhood, I have nothing, nothing against that. You know, but are your neighbors truly who they are? And uh, one thing I pointed out to Malik, I said, look, there are people who've, who've had their neighbors for 10, 15 years, and when Donald Trump ran for president, you look at your neighbor and realize that yeah, this person's a blatant racist. You look at a lot of people and realize, yo, all of these people here are pretty much racist, but here you are the minority in the neighborhood. So there are Trump supporting things everywhere. And at the end of the day, when it comes to all of this Trump supporting stuff, a lot of people, I feel like they believe racism is not a deal breaker. Okay. All right, but that does that make Trump racist? No, but I feel like Donald Trump made a lot of racist people feel it's okay to come out, and I'm Definitely glad they came out. Now I mm-hmm. know exactly who you are. I wish Trump was president for another four years because I need to know who the rest of them are. Make them come out. Make them feel it's okay. Now your neighbors have fully come out and it's showing you who they are. If you were to say, "Well, hey, Black Lives Matter," would everyone be against you? Or would everyone say, hey, man, help us understand what's going on? But, but Joe, 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 my thing is like, right, and I said this earlier, we can't change the way people think. If somebody somebody wants to be racist, let that, let let that, uh, excuse my French, but motherfucker be racist. You know what I'm saying? How is he going to, how is he going to control the money that's coming in my pockets and what I want to do? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I give Donald Trump made it cool to be not cool, but he made it uh, easy for people to be racist. But as a black person, we need to wake up because in the next 20 to 30 years, you know what it's going to be on the the, uh, totem pole? It's going to be white people. It's going to be Hispanic and it's going to be black people. Third, go down, uh, go down to Florida, go down to Miami, go down to Orlando. It's 70 percent Hispanic. If you don't know how to speak Hispanic, there's no reason for you to move down to Florida. Honestly, I'm talking South Miami. Yeah, because speak Spanish, if I like, because bad. because because they're all over, and then they will literally te- treat you like shit if 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 you don't know how to speak Spanish or if you don't look like them. You know what I'm saying? Like you got some cool people, but honestly, like if you're trying to like make some money moves, if you're trying to network down there, if you again, if you don't know how to speak Spanish or if you don't look like them, they're not gonna rock with you. And and that's and, and then and then we're still letting Hispanics in the country. Like I, I'm I mean. Don't get me wrong, like I'm for immigration when it comes to like, yo, they coming from Mexico, you know, they want to better themselves, but do it legally. Stop coming in here illegally. You know what I'm saying? Because we still got black, excuse me, black people that's in the hood or black people that's in uh, messed up situations trying to get jobs as well. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm pro-black. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? We still getting killed. The, the young girl, you know what I'm saying? A couple of weeks ago, got, I got shot with a knife. Like, come on, man. Like, they still killing us. So when you talk about racism, like, that's not going to that's not gonna go anywhere. Now we need to start talking about how we can generate equality with uh, money and education. You know what I'm saying? So as I said, like, man, we got to start talking to the youth. We got to start doing community events. We got to start holding our local politicians accountable because the big politicians, Biden has still yet to pass a bill for black people, for black people. He passing right. all these other bills, but he ain't passed nothing for us yet. And that's why this podcast is called Positive Black Men. But it's essentially, it's positive for black people everywhere. Right, right, right. And and one thing, you know, that, that's always highlighted, it's like, it's, you know, we don't hate, <laughs> we don't hate people for for being white, for being Hispanic, for being uh, uh nothing against them, Middle nothing Eastern. against them like, at yeah, all. It's the, it's it's it's. But black people never, need to eat too. We need to eat too. Right. It's <laughs> never it's never it's never unlined of, of of any hate because it's like 
No one, no one can help you. You can't help you being born. You're born what you are. You know what I'm saying? So no one did it. So no one will ever hold. You can't hold someone hostage for them being born what they are and then being born where they are. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But what you would want people to have is empathy. You know what I'm saying? You want people to have empathy. You want people to understand, hey, this is what's going on. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to be black or Hispanic to be outraged. Right. Because you want to. And they need to start holding these police officers accountable too. When they oh, want to shoot a black kid, they need to start taking their pensions. They need to start taking that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't. They're not allowing them to go to a different state or a different right. town and become a law enforcement officer all over again. Right, man. Right. That's why they resigned before they tried to resign before it really they really get uh, penalized for whatever their behavior is. I would yeah, say. Right, um, man. I was I want to I want to um, backtrack just a little bit when we talked about um, Hispanics taking over in my in, in Florida specifically in Saudi uh, Miami right I would kind of it's kind of been like that for a long time um, since the seventies uh, Spanish people have always been in in, in, uh, in uh, Miami right but the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because the bigger problem that we have in this country is corruption um, mm-hmm. it it's funny you know the government frowns upon money laundering. You know, selling drugs, doing anything that's illegal, right? Uh, you know, not paying your taxes, things of that nature for big corporations. But yet, I would argue that they also have uh, a blind eye and much respect for those risk takers that, are, that do do that. Because if you if you do look at the Spanish people, all right, I don't. Let me be careful when I say this, but I would say that a lot of things that we see on TV are true, right? So when you see a lot of these Hispanic people or, or or you know people that got a lot of money I'll put it that way and they don't do things the legit way but they have big corporations that 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 go through that their money goes through uh shell companies and um you know the government may or may not know about it I know they know they I'm, I'm pretty sure they do know but they'll take a blind eye those are the ones that are kind of treated a little bit better in this, in this country but yeah and I would have thought our whole life that mm-hmm. the law is those are lawbreakers and they should go to jail and so, I would add to that too when you're finished. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Real, uh, so I feel like in the black community, we might be we're not playing the game with the way that we, we should play, right? Or we are because when we did try to play the game, they dropped the drugs in the in, in the black communities in the '80s, right? Yeah. They, or they at least gave the green light for us to have it and sell it, right? So when we tried to play the game, we saw what happened in the '90s. Crime bills locked everyone up. They left. They left our families with single mothers, you know, paying, uh, uh, doing two, three jobs just to try to make ends meet. You got males growing up without fathers, right? And mm-hmm. I, but I, I say that to say this: I felt like for a certain time, I felt like we weren't playing the game right. I felt like we needed to do the illegal stuff. We needed to be some of those big CEOs that are making money illegally and all that, just to get that respect, so that we can filter it back into our communities and make. He's seen as more than just dogs or yeah. the butler or or the maid or the slave the new yeah. age slave you know yeah if, that, if any of that makes sense no it makes perfect sense and i would just add to this what you said earlier about the hispanics and middle eastern doing it you know what i'm saying playing the game they're doing it the right way you know why hispanics middle eastern uh Asian. asians they do things together as a unit, as a family. Mm. Black people, we feel like we need to get it out the mud, get it on our own mm-hmm. and do it individually. Now it's nothing wrong with doing that. But when you get to a point, as far as like you trying to, you know what I'm saying? Do some big changes. We, we, we got to do it together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We got to stop feeling like we got to kick our kids out the house at 18. It's, it's you always know, competition with us. Always, yep. always competition. Exactly. You know, and then when you said you talked about um, what'd you say about the mothers, you know, having to take on the full burden of raising, you know what I'm saying, multiple kids or whatever. It's like a it's like um I wanna say they're trying to demasculate the black man. Hmm. Speak. They're trying Speak. to it was they're trying to make him more feminine uh, excuse me, they're trying to make him more feminine. 
Okay. As far as like with the way they dress, the way they act, and this whole transgender thing. And like, don't get me wrong, like whatever floats your boat, floats your boat. But I'm talking about a black man specifically. Remember back in the day how they how you had Big Mama telling you to pull up your pants, tie you, you know what I'm saying? Like look, yeah. present yourself the right way. Like mm-hmm. society, and I'm talking the media, they're making it okay to be gay. They're pushing it on our kids. Like they got cartoons. You know, you know, like why do why like every time I watch a show, you all see the gay black dude. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, is it not acceptable to be black in America, but it's okay to be gay? I want to know because they want to see the black man extinct. That they they know that black people we influence like a lot of our black people in general. We influence the world and the way the world moves and they don't like that like they'll buy our culture and things that we do all day but they still want the control and the power over us but my question is why are they trying to demasculate us and see you know what to your point i'm glad you said that because now it it, it may understand clearly what i'm trying to say right when i was talking about spanish people doing things you know ethnicities doing things the illegal way to get respect right it's in the black community they don't want partner with us they just want us to always work for them and depend upon them so to your to Sean to your to your point just as your point is you're you both are right you're right on it right but we got to take it all the way back it's always a strategy of how to eliminate the black family I won't even say just the black male I would say the black family because the strength and number you go back to slavery um you go back to slavery there was house okay let me watch my my terms, right? Now you want it, you want it. There was a light skinned people that they kept in the house and they were better than everybody else, right? They felt like mm-hmm. they were better than everybody else. Then you had then then you you elevate and then you got the people that can read. Regardless if you're dark or you're or you're light, the ones that can read, oh, you're better than this than this person, right? Then you bring it fast forward into the industrialization um, period, right? From the twenties on into like the sixties, right? And and they took us, they, they, they took the, oh, okay. they trick us, right? They say, hey, you guys get your 40, your 40 acres, right? They give us this little farmland out there and they're in the middle of nowhere, but they give us no resources to be able to farm. Funny, right? But not funny. So now we, now we got this property that's deteriorating. It's not generating any type of wealth, right? So essentially we're to we're we're the same analogy that i brought about the wealthy and the trailer park we are the trailer park in that situation so now they come to our rescue once again and they say hey why don't we bring you why don't we bring you into uh the middle east where in the north where you know you could get an industrial job and you can live in middle class society so then we come to middle class society and um jobs go away wait wait we had to give up our land that there are none that we're given. We had to give that up first, right? And then we get a house and we getting charged 20% interest on that house just to have it. Mm. Right? Or more. Because we don't know any better. We just know that we are we finally get a piece of the pie, which is what they want us to believe. Right? So then we'll never get out from underneath that mortgage. We don't catch that until it's too late. We default. We had to move back into the projects where they start filling up the projects with more and more people that they try to quote unquote diversify, bring into white, you know, white communities, and the white communities push them out because you're different. You're a minority. You don't belong here. We're kind of, you know, we we're used to a certain way of life, and you're disrupting that. So they do whatever they can to make sure they push you out, and then you get pushed out. You end up right back where you support. You end up right back where you uh where you started, right? Just not on a farm. Then, then to what you were saying, uh, Sean, they take away the jobs and the certifications that you could get to get those jobs. So in high schools, they used to have the programs where you could go through a program and become a contract, you know, a, a construction worker, plumber, things of those. All those blue collar jobs, they take those. Yeah, trade the trade jobs exactly. Trade jobs they take those out of the community. They move the the the, the, the uh, factories out, which is what black people depended on working in the factory. Right now we don't have anything to rely on, but we're still in our we're still stuck in our environment. What we have, they they bring in the next strategy is right. Oh, okay, well we understand that they don't have anything. Let's 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 figure out something for them. They do it the corrupt way, right? 
they they're fighting the world power when it comes to the world the war on drugs right so let's test it out let's see since other countries are making money off of these drugs that the mexicans is pushing and the colombians are making to push right let's get some of this part of some of this wealth so hello I'm t- hey they're listening yeah, this is- <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised man, all I was trying to drive home was it always feels like there's an agenda with us man it hey. always feels like it's an agenda um, towards the black community to bring us down you know what I mean because after we talk about the industrialization, you know, period, and how we lost certifications, jobs, and things of that nature, you know, then crack comes into the community. It becomes an epidemic, and it becomes um, it becomes ep- becomes a way for them to lock us up, and then they lock us up in mass mass numbers, mass incarceration, incarceration. But it also lines the money of their of uh, the friends of the politicians because they now start private prisons private prison industries and it targets black people then on top of that they use the influence that you were talking about before in the hip-hop community to tell these artists or the labels to make sure that these hip-hop artists are making more um gangster rap and things of that nature that are going to influence people to go out and do bad stuff you know so that they can they can fill up those jails because each person that they long enough generates more more revenue you know, mm-hmm. so it, it just when you look back at the history of things of those those different segments, you just feel like we being there's always a strategy, and then now you bring it forward to where innocent black are being killed on the street for nothing, mm-hmm. and they're telling you don't resist, and they're literally not resisting, and we're watching it mm-hmm. we, like we used to. We're now watching it, seeing it with our own eyes, our our own ears. And seeing it, it's white people, it's Hispanic people, Hispanic people, everyone seeing it around the world. But somehow, right. it's only wrong to black people. I'm not understanding, and neither are any of us. Somebody's got to make it make sense. So you take all of those, all the way back to slavery, all the way back to Africa, when they when they came to Africa. And then they saw our resources that we didn't even understand what they were, how valuable they were, and they start taking those away, but making them seem like they are a friend. When you go back and you see all the the pattern, it just feels like we're being targeted. And all we want to know is, when do we get a fair shake, a fair share? When do y'all partner up with us instead of treating us like your children, your dogs, your slaves, or the poor person that needs help? And I get it. They're, First one to say, y'all always asking for help. That's where Sean, you were saying, we got to use our resources because we have them now. Mm-hmm. And we got to continue. Generation. We got to continue bring them to understand. Fight, but it is there. And by that is, not all white people are bad. Not all Asians are bad. Not all black blacks are bad. But however, in the division, and you and you weren't asked to be born in this world, but you're here now. And even though you go to school with all of them, and it seems like y'all friends and everything's equal, it's really not. And you just don't even see it. You may get in a small, you know what I mean? The class, somebody gets to you. You give the same speech that somebody else gave. But for some reason, yours was just a little too loud or too flamboyant. You got to be that person out of that, right? That's just the first taste of it. But, well, talk it down to, well, I have been a troublemaker or, well, you know, I haven't been known to get all A's. This person is. You let you give it a pass. Then you get to be 18, 19, 20, trying to get a job, right? And... And um, to go through the interview process and all those things that you did, her parents set her up. You get, you know, they they said they had no wealth. Yeah, their friends gave her a job. 
you give it another pass and you say, well, that's just her luck. Right. But then you get a job and now you're not being paid the same as everybody else. And you've done everything right. Not only that, but you've always been given a pat on the back for working hard and being on time and, you know, coming up with creative, innovative ways to push the, you know, the department forward. Then you find out it's not just you as other black people. You give it another pass. We got to stop giving these passes. We got to start getting for our own. Mm-hmm. And then now being the ones that they depend upon. You know, it's got to be even. The Spanish people did it. We just failed to see it. Mm-hmm. Rather it was right or wrong, when it came to drugs, they said, all right, the Americans don't want to play fair, you don't want to play fair with us. Cool. We won't bring it in there into their country. But I'm gonna give them a taste before we pull it. I'm gonna give them a taste of how much revenue it really does bring into them for them. And then as soon as they pull it, and I'm gonna take it over to Europeans. Cause they've been they've been we're giving them bigger shipments than we gave before. They don't have a problem with it. We give it to Germany, we give it to Russia, we give it to all, you know, all those other countries. And now the US is gonna get a taste of how big of a commodity drugs really are. And now they're gonna get jealous because these people are making more money than we are. They're gonna want that. They're gonna need us. They're gonna beg us to come back. When do we and, get begged? And that's where the discussion of legalizing marijuana comes in play, right? Because yeah. look at that. You know, hmm. now they found a way to monetize it. They found a way to make money from it. Mm-hmm. You know, but yet they still haven't changed the, the the legality behind it because the black people they got locked up for it for selling the shit. Yep. They still not even being let out. They're, they're still not even being let out yet on those small charges of marijuana. But yet you got the white man down the street just started a whole new dispensary. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like think about it right this is full circle we're talking equality based off of what Malik said based off of what Joe said based off of what Justin said we're fighting 400 years of oppression we're fighting first we weren't even looked at as humans right vote voter suppression now police brutality Mm -hmm. any uh, economic inequality you know what I'm saying education the system like after we uh integrated i think integrated integration excuse me was like one of the downfalls to our education system amongst black people yep you know if you think about black wall street you know you got north carolina i can't remember the exact date but they have their own little black communities yep you know you have their own department stores their own um salons and whatnot their own little you know running society but integration messed that up and then again you got like you said how they pump drugs into these communities and how you had the the white nat the white nationalists the kkk they came in and destroyed everything they assassinated us fbi the government like we've been fighting this and we're still fighting this war to be looked at as equal so my thing you know and a lot of people will ask us like oh well how do you fix it how do you how do you solve this like what, what do we do I think it starts with our youth for the everyday American because I feel like politics that's something that's not in my lane so for me my lane is to uplift the youth you know what how can I add value to the youth that's coming up behind me because the only thing they're seeing is what's on their phone what's on their iPads and that right there that's 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 a drug in itself because why it's addictive you know you're on youtube all day and you're not really having that especially in this climate with the pandemic you're not having that social structure that you would normally have in a classroom or go outside and have fun with your friends like they're you know you barely see that now right but um man that's that's just my takeaway from this conversation is that um it starts with a conversation to our kids man and you know just a, a conversation amongst us and to how we could really give back to the community because that's what's really gonna take effect you start with the community and then that's when you start with the city and then that's when you start with the um the state you see how it you see how the hierarchy is we have to start at the ground level um and that's that's just how i feel it's just sad that we have to do that man it's just sad but you know it's Mm -hmm. it's something embedded into society for the longest time that you know they got to figure it out on their own 
and that's just how it always has been you know mm-hmm. and it's so sad because I, I honestly can say that they kind of do that to other minorities too when they get here they got to stick together and they got to figure it out the you know figure out the blueprint which they do and they seem to thrive you know you see uh, Middle Easterns get 7-Elevens and and things of that nature you know yo Malik they come they come to America with credit from their yeah. uh, their home country yeah. and what they do they buy a gas station they buy a convenience store and then they have their cousin or they have their kids whoever run it and then they bring their family over and then they buy another one they have the blueprint <laughs> they have the blueprint and that, that's what I was getting at exactly yeah. I'm glad you said it you finished it for me it, it, they never give us the blueprint you know but then it uh, but then they say Shit, we, we are the blueprint blue. you know why because they put it they put it in the hood <laughs> <laughs> there it is you need us we're the biggest customers you know yeah so it's, like, it's like they never give us the blueprint they always want us to be dependent dependent upon them and i just think you know at some at some point if you want that to truly change you gotta flip that scale but they're so used to just giving us some type of freedom but telling us to figure it out from there you know what i mean they give, they, they give you the stimulus that's what they give you they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do. They give you the stimmy, bro. Let me tell you this, right? I was in New York. I was helping my uncle move. Um, I think this is like Westchester, New York, and um, I don't think this was directed towards me, but one of uh one of the people that came in and I was having dinner with us, um, one of they heard that one uh a white lady that was walking by she was like it looks like people got their stimulus check now they want to come out and eat because we went to a fancy restaurant and you, and you see where I'm getting at? That's how they look at us. That is, yo, it's crazy because uh, <laughs> during all the, the third rounds of the stimulus check, right? I, you know, I ain't I'm not rich. <laughs> I ain't got money like that, but I ain't poor. I'm very thankful for where I made it because, you know, for uh, for an immigrant, a, uh, a child of an immigrant family who didn't get, who didn't even graduate high school, got a you know what I'm saying, and got married at the age of 21 and has four kids, I wasn't supposed to make it. You know what I'm saying? I was not supposed to make it this far. And I'm yet to even reach my peak. Believe right. that. I'm yet to even reach my peak, right? But I wasn't supposed to make it this far. So I'm grateful for it. Right. <laughs> However, um, shoot, man, I just lost where I was going with that. I'm no, you're right. It was a, it was a, a statistic, man. Like a black person, black male, I should say. Like, I think by the age of like early 20s, they should either have a felony, they should be incarcerated. Um, you know, all type of negative things by the age of like 25, and but they already said, have. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and yeah. we already we're already stigmatized. You know exactly. But you said something right before I started speaking. What did you say? So I, it was to piggyback off of that. Mm. I don't know. But oh, oh, oh. Okay, I know where I was going. It's, it's a shame that like what I, I said all that to say this that I was able you know to invest some money lately you know in the last like six months and it's done well for me right so me and my wife go out to eat and um before we we went out to eat there was a waiting list so they said give us about like 20 30 minutes we said all right so we went over to the t-mobile store i needed a charger and while we there you know um they enticed me i got my wife some headphones bluetooth headphones you know we spent a good amount of money in there but it's funny because the way i was looked at was like oh he must be using a stimmy check you know what i mean and as a black person you want to prove that you want to like to show somehow that like nah you know I'm doing this the right way it's not off the government money that they're giving me or whatnot you know what I mean like this is mm-hmm. this is off my blood sweat sweat shit, tears you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I earned this I'm getting money too but I feel like we need to stop that we don't need to prove ourselves no more we always either doing it to ourselves or we're doing this to society or let them know that we're doing well the main reason why rappers go and get jewelry as soon as they get on. You know what I mean? Or go get a fast car or, or, or a house and this that force before even paying their taxes. Because they just want family and friends to see, look at the come up. You know? Mm-hmm. Now we, we gotta stop that because I think that's what pulls us back. We instead of getting that instead of uh being so quick to spend three hundred and fifty thousand on on a on a on a um on a chain, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta have that three hundred and fifty thousand and build you a partnership. Because those right. partnerships, that networking, like they taught us in this in, in, in this in this field, is really what gets you to come up. Because or 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 do say. both, do both. If you or, got or, it, or you know what I'm saying. Spoil on yourself, but don't forget to give back as well. Exactly, yeah, but very important. Because yeah. like they taught us in the in the in the, in the AIP program, the Warriors program, 
right? They taught us networking was everything. At first, they showed us that, oh, competition, you got a computer or else you ain't gonna get the location you want for y'all VA people, right? But then you understood that, man, forget that competition. We need each other because this stuff is not easy. So then y'all start networking. That, ne that network, when everybody ends up in their locations, you end up having, hey, my mentor taught me this. Maybe they're willing to have a conversation with you or share this information with you or whatnot. That's how the world works. That's how build, the partnerships are built. That's how people mm -hmm. get known. You know what I mean? But we're not taught that in the black community. Shoot, we're not even taught financial literacy. And if we, and they know, they knew back then not to teach us financial literacy because when they saw what we did with Black Wall Street, they were like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We got black people learning math to the point where they own it, where they, they, they own it in banks in the background. We and not- They burned that down. down. <laughs> they burned that down. Yeah. But go ahead and wrap it up, Joe, man. Well, uh, <laughs> I must say, Malik, you're right. Um, you know, a lot of black uh, literacy as far as businesses and all that stuff isn't taught. Hell, I would say it's 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 not taught to college kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not taught. And we notice that as a society, you learn so much outside of college. And I feel like um, being taught what assets and all of these things and liabilities are, you shouldn't wait until college to learn these things. You should learn these things by the time you're in middle school, junior high. Like, that's just the way I feel about it. Um, <clears throat> there's so much, there's so much we can touch on, there's so much we can talk about. But uh, I feel like the segment we had before this was great. We touched a lot on um, <clears throat> the. Uh, systematic issues that we face we touched a lot on you know things that people don't know or people don't understand and where empathy isn't applied shows you know a lot of what you believe as a person like if you're so into america into america i love america and everything it's about how can you not have empathy for people who are suffering in the same america you know don't understand that but that happens uh, I would say to close this thing out, we should have love in our heart for everybody. Understand that if we're talking about systems, systematic anything in society, everyone should fight for it. We got to understand who our enemies are and my next door neighbor you know isn't that isn't necessarily my enemy you know our, our enemy is everyone up above the government is really the people who we want to look at and say hey what's going on you know and i feel a lot of us don't do that because we're afraid we're afraid of what people might think or we're afraid of what the government might do and that's understandable but hey the fight is the fight it's for what it's for, it's for what it's for we want america to be what we fought for it to be and what it should be and what it should portray and it's just not doing that and by voicing that doesn't make you any less American you know it makes you aware of what's going on so those are really good things I'm glad we spoke about those things I just want to say thank you I want to say thank you to Malik for allowing us you know some of your time and coming on to this podcast you know of, of uh, positivity and everything I really appreciate it I, I gave it to you at the last minute and um i like how you hopped in and just did what you had to do and, and, and said what you had to say so i really want to thank you for that no i appreciate y'all and it's nice to have conversation where it tells your black man about you know things other than oh uh you know sports and stuff like that you know what i mean this is, this is great that this is great conversation and i hope one day i can get back on this podcast with you all and, and, and chop up with y'all again Oh, you already know. We gotta get you on the next one. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. And Sean, so, and Sean, big big ups to you, my brother. You got some really great insight, man. And it, it was great that we could all have constructive conversation without arguing, man. It was great. Yeah, bro. You got my number. I got your number. And shoot, you in DC, so you know we got a politic one of these days. Yes, sir. All right. So there we have it, people. Once again, positive black man where each one teach one. Black man, black man, shake my hand. Black man, black man, shake my hand. Positive black 
men, where all men are welcome. Signing off, this is Joe, and we'll holler at you again in the next episode of Positive Black Men. Be safe out there. Peace. Peace.